Today's podcast is so special. Remember last week when I said I tried to go out evangelizing and I tried to get interviews for this podcast, but I couldn't get any. Well, this week I went out again and I got an interview. I interviewed a grown man named Mike. Mike, he's, he's a very intellectual guy, as you'll hear, but he was so nice and so respectful, and I thought it was a very productive conversation. So here we go. This is my interview with Mike. I've been just going around asking people their thoughts on is there an afterlife. What do you think about that? Um, I think there's a form of an afterlife. I'm not sure if it's necessarily fits to a, the conformity of certain religions. Yeah, yeah. You believe in God's existence? believe in a higher power. I wouldn't get caught up in the verbiage. Yeah, yeah. Do you think maybe like this higher power decides what happens after death? Um, maybe not so much what happens after death, but may have pre-set up where that next step is and whether or not that's the last step or another evolutionary step. Have you ever like looked at the Bible or read it and see what that has to say about what happens? Um, kind of. I was raised Catholic, so I mean, I'm familiar with the Catholic's take on it, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's my convictions now or, or where I'm at. Um, so I'm actually a Christian. I'm a Protestant. Christian, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know like the differences between Catholicism and Christianity? Um, I mean, I know that uh, it's all based in the in, in the in the basic beliefs of, of Christ, kind of like uh, Methodist or Lutheran or or any of the other uh, subdivisions, I guess, if you will. Yeah. All right. So the if I were to say the main difference between Catholicism and Christianity, I would probably say uh, Catholics uh, believe that in order to get to heaven, we have to try to maybe perform and do good things. And maybe if uh, we don't commit these mortal sins, uh, we'll be able to somehow maybe earn our way to heaven. But Christianity or Protestant Christianity, I should say, uh, believe that uh, it's nothing that we can do. And it's solely on the work of Christ. You said you're not exactly sure what happens uh, after death. Um, you said something along the lines of uh, you believe in a higher power, but maybe not specifically God. Um, it, it, do you think anyone knows what happens after death? I don't know. I, th- I think I think no one definitively knows. I think a lot of people have strong beliefs. Um, I mean, I, I, clearly, if you're the son of God, I mean, I think you're going to be the closest to knowing definitively. But a lot of people, people knowing is what they can see and touch. But we live in a tangible world, and we're talking about a concept that is beyond the tangible world. So I think it's a little short-sighted to consider using what's on this plane or what's on this earth to explain or compare to, which is, which is human nature. So I take it you don't believe the Bible is the Word of God? No, I, I do believe in, in, the, in the Bible. Like I said, I was, I was raised, raised in, the Catholic, in the Catholic Church and Catholicism. Um, I don't believe that there's... I don't, I don't believe that it's not correct. I just don't... I think that's one aspect of it. I think, I think there's more to it. I think um, mankind is flawed. And, and inherently, when, when given extreme power, I think the, the Catholic Church has shown in the, in the past, and, and a lot of... A lot of supreme powers like that whether it be government entities or religious entities um when when the the human aspect is injected uh it has a tendency to get away from uh the lord's lord's teachings and 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 goes the wrong way no i agree with you that humans make mistakes a a lot we've seen that throughout history throughout church history really when 
Catholic Church was in control of uh, the Bible and they didn't let it be in the common language, they can really force people into doing anything. The Crusades themselves, um, you mean, now we're kind of getting to, you know, that gray area where, you know, you start getting into the the Persians and and that whole thing. Um, You you have similar track records with a similar message, but with a different doctrine. So you mentioned that you do believe that the Bible is, um, is the word of God and that it's true. And then you also mentioned you're not sure what happens after death and you're, you're not sure, uh, if we can have a definitive answer on what happens. Um, but wouldn't it follow that, uh, if the Bible is the word of God and it tells us what happens, then we can know definitively what happens after death. Uh, we might know one step, one portion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying, "What if? What if uh, you take the life you're living right now? What if the life, if there was a life before this, or another stage or phase, only talked about your birth? What if you only had the the amount of, not so much what you have is wrong, but it's not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. What if there's more? What if there's more growth? What if What if the next step is walking next to him or with him or or not him, her, you know, what that, 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 whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with, with putting on that entity. What if it's literally walking and living that next life? This life is in preparation or this phase of your life is in preparation to live and walk and be with him. Is it mean the Bible's wrong? No, I don't, I don't think it disproves. I don't think, I don't think it's, it's wrong to treat your, your fellow humans, your, your fellow neighbors and friends and family. Right. You know, I don't think anyone's making that argument. But I think people are getting too hung up on where you're getting that same message and saying, hey, you're wrong. I'm right. I got it from column A. You got it from column B. When really the message is the same. What if the destination is the same? I don't know. it. I can't say that I definitively know what's happening next. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in this life. What What do you think the Bible teaches happens after death? I think it's it's the next phase. It's... it's I think that next step is is being brought into something better than even we we started off with. It's the ultimate perfect start. That those all the people you're reading about, all the people that are there taking care of you, all the archangels, everybody, in person, they're your new neighbors. They're your new family. They're your they're your next evolution. They're they're your they're at where you get to be. So so is it like that for everyone or just uh, the people who believe in God? How's that work? Um. Like, what do you think happens like Hitler or just, you know, people who have just tra- totally gone off the path and, and broken really every every law in the book? What do you think about that? I mean, I think those are, I think those are broken people. I mean, incredibly broken people and, and to the point where maybe even evil. Now, depend, I, I would hope I would hope they're not there, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I'm not that person. I don't pass that judgment. I don't get yeah. to dictate um, whether... God finds it in his heart to fix them or or accept them if they like you say you talk about repentance yeah. repentance is huge yeah. if if you are a true believer and you are as evil as Hitler or worse mm-hmm. if truly repent does it absolve you of your sins mm-hmm. basically yeah. I'm just saying I, it's not for me to judge yeah. it's not for me to say if I if I do find Hitler at the next stage mm-hmm. who's it who you I mean I know what I feel now yeah. But maybe uh, there's enlightenment waiting for me, a, a, a sense of the bigger picture later. I would like to, I would, I guess my 
earthly or this stage of my life would like to say there should be ultimate repercussions. Yeah. Those people should not be allowed. Yeah. They did not follow the word of God. Um, but at the end of the day, like I tell my children, you can't change other people. You might not appreciate other people, but the only thing you're in control of is how you and everything that you interact with. You can only take away the good or the bad. If you're offered the bad, maybe you can find it as a learning lesson or there's a silver lining around it. But but don't lift don't look anything or you know, gifted horse in the mouth so to speak. You know, you our interaction today could have easily blown you off. Um, I mean pretty heavily tattooed. Most people will avoid me um, at first approach. But I'm always willing to have a conversation. You know, that's how you expand. That's how you conversation we're having now. You're saying like uh, it's not really your place to judge what happens to them. Uh, yeah, it's God's place to judge. Um, so the Bible says in uh, uh, Revelation 21 um, that do not be deceived that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. God does say that justice will take place. He says vengeance is mine. But what if what if ultimately Hitler makes it into heaven? He gets does his time, so to speak, in in, in purgatory or hell or or you know burned whatever. If that what if what if that literally that burning what we're talking about is the evil or the demon or whatever it is that 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 possesses that much hate and destruction. And, and 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 ultimately tearing down God's creation. What if that is being burned and purged and, and, and left behind, but that soul's left ultimately to return to God? That's interesting. Uh, so the Bible says that it's appointed to man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Uh, nowhere in it does it say there will be a second judgment or, or reevaluation. In fact, the Bible actually describes God as an omniscient God, God that knows all. He, there's nothing to reevaluate, no more. What if, that, what if there's no comeback? I'm not yeah. talking about a comeback. I'm talking about a separation, a beheading, if you will, mm. a, be, uh, a, a, a teardown. Now, what if you are less than someone who walked in the, in, in the steps of the Lord or tried to as best as they could? Yeah. You know, that's a that's a tall tall order to, to have to perform, and I don't think anyone is able to to so, do yeah. that. You know, that that's the definition of perfection. Yeah. But there, you have to agree that even if you do it, me and you both do it as good as we can. There's on some kind of skill, you're better than I am, or I'm better than you are. Um. Eventually, there's that judgment point where. Where's that threshold? Where's that point where you are below the line? You know, that is so interesting that you just said that. Where is the cutoff to say that person is good, this person is bad, I'm good, I get to get to heaven, I I haven't done as much stuff as that other person, I'm better than him, she's better than me. What is the standard by which we are judged? You know, Mike, I believe... This question is actually answered inside the Bible. It says in Romans 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it actually goes on in Romans 6 verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. So, so what does that mean? Romans 3 and Romans 6. Romans 3 23 when it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's saying that all of us have lied. All of us have stolen. 
All of us have looked with lust, which is equivalent to adultery. All of us have had hatred in our hearts towards someone, which is equivalent to murder, as Jesus says. So, so basically, we are all sinners. But Romans 6 goes on to say what the punishment must be for our sin, and that is death. So where is the line that says that person is good enough to go and this person is so bad they cannot make it into heaven? The cutoff is everyone, meaning no one is good enough to get to heaven. No one is above the line. But that is what is so beautiful about the gospel. This is why I'm out here trying to share this message. It's that Jesus Christ fulfilled this law for you. That sin that has corrupted every single one of us. Jesus was the only exception to Romans 3.23. Jesus was the only exception to for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that all have turned aside. They have all become altogether abominable. In Matthew 5, Jesus said he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. He knew the law. He fulfilled the law. And this is why he was the perfect sacrifice. He died on that cross 2,000 years ago. Because he did not sin, it made him the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sins. And on that cross, God the Father poured out his wrath for everyone who would believe in the person of Jesus, for everyone who would have faith in him, the wrath of the Father was satisfied in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him, meaning God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Think about it like this. If you were standing in a courtroom, and you broke the law, and you were going to be sentenced to prison, and someone comes in and pays your fine, you can be let free. Because the price was paid, you can walk. And that's what happened on the cross. You and I owed a debt because of our sin. Jesus paid the debt with his life's blood. And because of that, we are declared righteous in the courtroom of heaven. And we know this because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. That's a weird phrase to say just before you died. He didn't say I am finished, but it is finished. Showing that it was more than just a death that he died, but there was a price he was paying. It is finished, paid in full, is what Jesus said upon that cross. He fully satisfied the wrath of God. And then he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead, proving that he was who he said he was. He was, in fact, the Son of God. He meant it when he said, it is finished. It's been said that the resurrection was the Father's amen to the Son's, it is finished. Jesus rose from the dead, showing that the Father accepted the sacrifice on the cross. So what does this mean for you and I? Mike, it means that if we repent of our sin, like we were talking about earlier, and place our faith in Jesus and trust in him, 
and trust that there is no merit we can do to earn a right standing before him and trust that all of our good deeds are as filthy rags in his sight. But it is by his grace through faith that we are saved. This is the salvation. This is the message that I wanted to share with you and all the listeners on this podcast. Thank you so much for the conversation. Nice yeah. talk to you. Yeah, nice talking to you too. I, I hope you have an amazing day.